0: welcome back to hope ministries i'm your podcast host kenny excited to bring you some fresh content with a little bit of chill pop in the background man if, you, if you're looking to start your own podcast i suggest going on uh, youtube or in this case i use musy and just type in chill pop it's such a an awesome way to kind of uh, fl- it almost inspires you to flow as you're kind of uh, getting to Find your rhythm when it comes to podcasts or reading or writing, whatever it may be. But uh, off topic, we are here in the month of October, and uh, October is quite a month for us, uh, for my family and I, including mainly my wife and I. Uh, we were both born in October. She's October 10th. I'm October 17th, and we got married October 25th. So uh, I'm a little excited. Uh, we got baseball playoffs. We got NFL going into now week uh, four or week five, actually. I'm sorry, I just came fresh last Sunday off going to MetLife Stadium to watch the Titans play the Jets. Uh, a little devastating to see them lose. However, it was my wife's first game, and man, she saw an overtime battle that went down to the last minute. So, can't even get mad at that. Money well spent. But, uh, as you guys know, if you are avid listeners, um, that every year for the month of October, I like to do a special a dedication uh, unto God uh, of a podcast series that really... Um, it's just different, uh, a little more edifying, a little more, um, I guess you can say, I'm invested in. And uh, last year, I did a proverb a day for 31 days of October. And in this year, uh, we're going to be discussing four burning questions or deep questions or topics or however you want to view it that I kind of felt a lot of people, especially in the Christian community, deal with. Um, maybe they're seen as taboo. Maybe you got uh, you have gotten extreme answers of yes and no and no explanation. But uh, I don't know. Uh For the month of September, I was kind of thinking about what to do, and this just popped to mind. So um a lot of these questions you're going to be familiar with. You probably have asked it or heard a response to it in some way or form from a pastor or leader or even a parent or older sibling. But um, again, I really hope that you guys are able to subscribe right now in this moment and follow along for the whole month because um, listening to one episode will be edifying and maybe answer the question you've been searching for for quite some time, or at least some clarity, I hope. Um, But the whole entire uh, month in of itself, all together as a compilation, is really going to bring some clarity to not just one topic, but a lot that may be running through your mind, um, again, as a believer. so. I'm not, really, not going to do too many updates. That's pretty much the biggest update I'm going to do. Uh, every Wednesday, I'm going to be posting a new episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's why I want you to subscribe because I know a lot of people got work and school and hobbies and family and all these things. So I want you to be able to get a notification right to your phone that the next episode is up. So take the time, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to, uh, mainly on Spotify, Applecast, and um, Anchor. But whatever else you want to listen to, you can find me there and we can Follow along. So let's get right into it. So um, again, these questions really uh, were questions and things that I dealt with, things that I struggled with, things that I wanted more clarity on, that I feel like never really were clarified. So I ended up pursuing my own understanding of them, and we all know that sometimes that's a dangerous feat because you know you're you're going down the uh, the rabbit hole, so to speak. And uh, you're finding things out that maybe you weren't ready for. I guess your maturity level wasn't prepared to receive them or know about them. But um, I'm gonna do my best here to 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 pretty much clarify those things. So, um, you know, uh, this topic uh, we're talking about first. Well, I guess the question we'll talk about first is, you know, why is it so hard to stay away from drinking, partying, sex, and drugs? You know, uh, what's wrong with having a few drinks and partying? What's wrong with um, enjoying myself? You know, what's wrong with, uh, you know, maybe even incorporating drugs and sex, uh, even though I'm a believer in Christ? I mean, hey, listen, nobody's perfect. Nobody's over holy. Nobody's going to ever match the, 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 the righteousness of Christ. So why can't I just enjoy myself in moderation or maybe a little more than moderation? And um, I think the drinking question has always been something that people wanted to want to address. Uh, I think drinking is something that many view as, you know, not really an issue in the Christian walk. And some of them see it as a the worst possible thing you could do as a believer. So we're going to meet somewhere in the middle and we're going to discuss uh, through my life experiences together with biblical truth. Well, how to break this down, you know, um, if you guys have any questions, by the way, anything you're, you're also curious about outside this topic, feel free to send a voice message directly to Anchor or look up my information on social media and send me a DM, send me an email on my email and, uh, you know, reach out to me. I would love to talk about things that also uh, have your, have sparked your curiosity. So again, this topic hits pretty deep for me because I struggled uh, for quite some time with it. Uh, For me personally, I feel like um, all these areas that we're talking about are intertwined in some way to a certain extent. And if not properly understood or addressed, you could very well find yourself in a vicious cycle of frustration and even deeper depression. So the first thing I want to address is what is the need to be actively participating in these things? I'll ask that again. What is the need, the desire? Why? Why is there a, a, a zeal, a passion to be actively, actively, actively involved in drinking, pursuing, partying, pursuing alcohol, or even satisfying your your flesh with sex? Um, you know. I would break these down in certain categories because, again, it's not so much about, like, oh, I do them because I want to. There's deeper roots to this. There's more that meets the eye uh, that goes into this. And I'm going to be talking about three major areas that influence us to do this. Um, And the first area I would talk about is our upbringing. So let's just put it this way to kind of a good recap. If you have had trouble, um, you know, always wanting to go to bars, always wanting to get a little tipsy, I wouldn't even say plastered or drunk. I mean, that's a whole different issue. I'm talking about, I got to go get a glass of wine in me. I got to get a nice little, you know, um, vodka tonic or amaretto sour or Long Island iced tea in me. Um, Obviously, y'all know that I had a history with this, so I kind of know my drinks a little bit, but, you know, uh, if... If I want to do that, maybe twice a week or three times a week or on the weekend, you know, what's so wrong with that? Well, the reality is, why do you do it? Where, where does it come from? Where, do, where does it spark? And I believe in our upbringing, um, uh, we, we start to break down the morals and traditions that we are witnessing and also being preached subconsciously, right? So how are your parents? Um, did they engage in these things that you simply picked up on because you were constantly around it? Like you saw your parents every night after work, they open up a Bud, a Budweiser or a Michelob, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they poured themselves a glass of wine and you just saw it. You were around it. So it was just normalized from the get-go. So when you started to develop your own habits of uh, working and growing and, and and whatever it may be, you just subconsciously added it to your routine, Right? Uh, I'll give you my example. My parents gave their lives to Christ and stopped drinking and partying when I was around four years old. They had a whole lifestyle of it, of going out there, partying, dancing, doing a whole nine yards. And uh, there was a small exposure to it on my part, but nothing that really swayed me to do anything of, uh, I guess, pursuing it right off the bat. However, my siblings were a little more exposed and they had a struggle there as their lives progressed because you know watching your parents go crazy and party and everything again as a kid monkey see monkey do right um later on around when i was 16 years old i ended up leaving the church that my parents uh, founded and followed my siblings pursuit now i'm again i'm saying this not uh, to their dismay or as it was their fault or their problem it's not a blame game or victimization that i'm, I'm trying to uh, adorn upon myself this was just simply how it was raised this is what I saw this is the, the i guess the what influenced me. My close family and relatives either practiced it frequently or made it to be very taboo, which both of them, when you mix them together, actually enabled me to pursue my own experience and you know. When you hear from the end of the spectrum from my parents, from my mother and father, it was like, don't drink. Drinking's bad. Drinking damages the kidneys, damages the liver. It's bad for you. gets you intoxicated. It takes you to to places you don't want to go. It makes you make bad decisions. It sounds very harsh and extreme and negative, right? But then I talked to my siblings and they're like, yo, it's was mad fun the other day we did this thing. Man, I fell through this like table, everybody laughed. I had a great time. I hooked up with this girl, I hooked up with this guy. Uh, we did dancing for like five hours. I got free drinks all night. Then you hear that part, you're like, whoa, this sounds kind of fun. So your mind, it gravitates to what's the truth then? Is it bad or is it good? And when you hear two mega extremes, again, it'll just spark the curiosity to say, you know what? One's bad, one's good. I want to see what this is all about. So the upbringing, again, will, will expose you to it to a certain extent. And I believe when your parents don't even, they, they don't drink and they refrain from drinking, that'll help you um, kind of pick up better habits as to how to vent, how to relieve stress. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be good habits, but it'll remove the, the desire to want to drink and want to party and want to involve drugs and all that kind of stuff because... Now you're seeing your parents do something different and maybe their their good habits go on to you. However, uh, not knowing anything about drinking in the beginning uh, via your upbringing will also kind of spark the curiosity as to what is drinking like? Uh, what's all this that I hear? Which segues perfectly into the second reason or the second breakdown of uh, drinking and why it's uh, such a major influence or a major thing in the Christian community or why you're, you're struggling with it, which would be the circle of influence. So one of the first major reasons of why you're trying to break down the pursuit of drinking and partying was the upbringing. The second part is your circle of influence or better terms, your close friends uh, and your co-workers and acquaintances, you know, people that you see yourselves sometimes frequently and sometimes, you know, every now and then, Um, you know, and, and I personally, anytime you find yourself in a cycle of poor habits, it's extremely important to take a pause, look around and do a roll call. Of who may be subconsciously influencing your lives, or in other words, peer pressure. So in my upbringing, I go to high school, or I guess what's it called, a middle school and high school were both in the same building uh, for for us. And I started seeing people, you know, venture into that, getting drinking and partying. You know, the whole like, I guess taboo. You know, like hiding your alcohol, buying a six pack at the with a fake ID. Like it was such an exhilarating experience all around. From buying alcohol with fake IDs to hiding in basements and drinking when your parents or your friends' parents were gone. And it kind of like it was adventurous, you know? It became like an adventure for us, which was like what every, I guess, young, young person pursues really in the beginning. They want more adventure, than more stability and maturity, right? And you know, I started seeing my friends do these things and uh, I'll be honest with you, sometimes your friends are are searching for their own reasons and methods of escape from life's issues, you know? Sometimes you're, you're doing what your friend is doing, but what if he's doing it because him and his parents are having a lot of conflict? What if he's doing it because he's had suicidal thoughts? Uh, what if he's doing it because he has very low self-esteem? Or what if he's doing it because he's just a rambunctious person and likes to be, you know, out there and just be wild, you know? Um, if we aren't careful with our circle of influence. We could end up getting swept by the current of others' confusions and their pursuit of personal purpose. That we end up doing things that don't really hold much purpose for us. I know it's a lot of words that I said there, but to kind of break that down, if your friends are drinking because their parents and them aren't close, and you're drinking because of their purpose, you're not being fulfilled matter of fact you're getting like a secondhand smoke almost to speak like you're not benefiting from their negative energy from their struggle you're actually only hurting yourselves because of the behaviors of others who are trying to be freed and trying to cope with life struggles so you know not only that then you find yourselves in friend groups that uh, they they consider drinking to be a priority you know yo like every weekend for my friends Every Friday we're drinking, Saturday we're drinking. The only thing that stopped us from drinking, to be honest, was football because we had game Saturdays, but we would drink after the game on Saturday. However, you know, um, Friday nights were film nights and stuff like that. But outside of playing football, nothing really impeded us from getting drunk Friday and Saturday. And now, as you go into college, now it's like, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even Sunday. You know, so again, the people around you are really going to start dictating what you do and don't do. And even if you're a strong-willed person and you know you're very self-determined and self-disciplined, you know, being around people over and over again, the word does say something interesting about this. It says in first Corinthians um uh 15:33 it says that do not be deceived, the bad company corrupts good morals. So, we're even looking at maybe you were raised with good morals in your upbringing and you didn't like drinking, but then you find yourself in the wrong friend group. And now you're like, oh my god, my, my parents told me not to do this and they taught me well. But I kind of have a sparked curiosity as to why. And honestly, guys, this is where I found myself many times. Um, I would go out and party and drink on the weekends. And for the most part in my mind, I would be you know entertaining and fun. Uh, I was a dancer. I was uh, quite uh, the social butterfly. I'll leave it at that. And um, it was, I guess, fun. However, I also felt a hole and a vacancy if you may. And even though there was uh, laughter and dancing and fun memories and great memories, something in me wasn't really enjoying any of it. And what ends up happening is because of your circle of influence and their pursuit of drinking and going to the beach and drinking and going to the park and drinking and having fun and obviously leading to sex and maybe other drugs like shrooms and and weed and in extreme cases, coke, you know, There was a part of me that I was suppressing that I knew I didn't want to do this. Now, I don't want to get all spiritual and biblical on you yet. You know, I know that um, obviously it was a major point in my life where I started to realize that my soul, my spirit were, were basically dying and being, you know, just removed of any nutrition. But the reality is... Like, what does drinking bring to you? You know, And I asked you that question to kind of take a little set-up pause right now. What is drinking and party and having sex and doing all those things that are gratifying in the moment but the hangover, the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, uh, the having to answer questions to things that you did that were just plain old stupid? I mean, what is the benefit there? And I think all of that was like a little ball in the corner of my soul, but it was growing. It was growing in a good way because I started to say, what is this right here? I really want to address this little percentage of the 10% of why I do this, even though I don't like it, right? And um, when I was able to really think about it and just kind of stop and process it, I would party simply because of the friends. My friends were doing it. You know, they would give me a call and say, Ken, we're going to this guy's house. We're going to this place. We're going to the city. We're having this done. Okay, let's do it. Um, I, was trying, I was trying things simply because my group of influence was in pursuit of it. This has nothing to do with my friends and decision makings and who they are as, as human beings and our morals. No, just want to be clear on that front. This has all to do with the personal reasons of having people with this pursuit in my life. So you need to realize that there'll be a moment in your life where you get to choose your friends and what they're pursuing. Because when you choose, choose a person, whether it be a friend, a best friend, uh, or even a, a, um, um, a spouse, you have to realize that you're also going to be jumping into what they're pursuing. You know, so if a person is flat out pursuing, you know, nothing, and their their purpose to them is meaningless, and they're always depressed and angry, it's gonna rub off on you. Or if someone is hell bent on getting something done simply because they want to wild out and just let their personality out like a wild bronco, you're probably gonna start adapting to that. You know, so choosing your friends wisely, surrounding yourself with good company, so your good morals or not don't get corrupt, is something both biblical and something that's gonna benefit you in the future. Because, you know, just make sure that the people around you aren't constantly doing that. I mean, if I talk now, break this down in a Christian community, listen, if you have a friend that wants to have a glass of wine once a week or twice a week, or whatever it may be, you know, that friend, if that friend always wants to drink, but never wants to do Bible study, never wants to talk about deep, you know, spiritual things, never wants to pray, uh, never wants to read the word with you, then there's a problem there. You know, because again, you have to realize that, you're going to hear this verse in, in, in every single episode, most likely, but everything is, is permissible. You can do everything. But then Paul says, but not everything is beneficial. You know, so you're hanging out with a person who every time they call you or text you, it's like, yo, you want to grab a drink? You're probably not getting edified by that person. As a matter of fact, that person's probably tapping into the areas that you're trying to defeat. Could you imagine that? That's giving a foothold to the devil, as the word says. Don't give the devil a foothold. Don't give him the window to, to, to creep in. Don't let the prowling lion catch you sleeping. He's always looking for someone to devour. So, you know, look around your friends and look around the, the circle of influence. And, and listen, if someone's like, hey, uh, I need some help, man. I'm struggling right now with pornography. I'm struggling with, you know, some decisions I got to make. And uh, can you pray with me? Yeah. And then maybe two days later, hey, listen, I'm kind of having a tough time at work. You want to grab a glass of wine or a beer. That's fine. I mean, listen, me personally, you're hearing it from me. I'm okay with that. I, listen, I'm not going to judge you if you drink or not. That's up to you. And then that's The word says that a servant stands and falls alone by his, his master, which is God, you know? I'm not going to really dive deep into what I personally perceive of that because for me, if you want to hear my response, I refrain from it because I knew what alcohol does to me, so I don't drink at all. Not because it's a religious duty or obligation, but because I know what comes out of me. I don't want that beast to come out of me because anger and all those things follow it. However. In the Christian community, if you have friends who are constantly one-sided, you should begin to look at that. Because maybe you look at your life and you say, wait a minute, I'm pretty one-sided. Or I'm um, you know, heavily on one side, I'm 60-40 drinking, or I'm 70-30 drinking, and I don't want to have that right now because I see the damage it's doing not only my physical body, but also in my spiritual walk. And uh, again, drinking for me also is just easier. Crack open a beer, crack open something, put on a game because there's sports everywhere now. Due to the pandemic, every season is mixed with another season. And, you know, you can easily find a reason to do it, whether a hard day at work, whatever it is, which segues perfectly into um, the the last uh, part of the, the breakdowns of, you know, answering this question personally, which is escape from reality. So the first thing I spoke about was upbringing, how your morals and traditions were taught and preached to you. Second thing is a circle of influence, the friends that you have and how they influence you and how they maybe pressure you to do things, peer pressure, so to speak. And the last thing, escape from your own reality. There are so many reasons to escape from the demands of life. I mean, think about it, work. Everyone uses work as the one. I feel like work is like the easy one, you know? Family. Uh, Family is tough. Family is dysfunctional. Family has disorder. Family is divorced. I mean, put a D word there, right? Because it's just divided, you know? It ends up... um, just really getting to the point where you're fed up with the family dynamic you have and you just want to have uh, you know, some freedom from the tyranny or from the you know, over asking of questions or from the uh, overwhelming ang- anxious behaviors, you know, whatever it may be. And uh, you know that, that really inspires you to, to wanna leave. School is another one. Oh man, I just finished finals week, let's go get bombed for this whole week. Uh, I just finished midterms, I wanna have a beer. Um, I just finished a project or a book report or whatever it may be, I need to get something in me, you know? And that's what starts producing that. So we kind of categorize it as a time to unwind and let the body vent. You know, oh man, I put so much hard work, let's do it this way. But I, I would say, you know, my-, my whole, I guess you could say, um, argument, or I guess we would say to- against this is that, why does it have to be alcohol? You know, why does it have to be that you go to a bar and, and socialize? Why can't you sit down in the basement, watch a movie? Why can't you um, play cards with your friends? You know, why can't you pursue something else? And again, this has to do now with everything put together. Because maybe your dad, when he came home fed up from work and tired, he had a, a friend over and they had a beer and you saw that and that became stained or you know, just singed in your, in, your inner, in your subconscious. Maybe you saw your mom <clears throat> have like book clubs and they all had a glass of wine so you connected everything with well drinking does a lot and it's very beneficial i guess in moderation or however my parents do it because i see them do it five days a week so you simply incorporate it into your lifestyle and that's the thing i mean escape from reality is another topic that i really wanted to start hammering at because this happens to be the most common one that many deal with um you're pretty much on autopilot until the weekend you're on autopilot until you have alcohol in front of you uh, some might even say that people have mastered becoming functional alcoholics, you know, where you basically can drink and you can do all these things and party and, you know, get your, your, your fix on. And pretty much from there, it's like, okay, I can go back to do what I have to do. But the awful thing about incorporating alcohol into your venting and escaping process is that it lowers your standard uh, for how you make decisions and who you put around you. So what ends up happening is that yes it, it gets your mind off you know what you're experiencing what you're going through but then it's leading to bad decisions now you're texting your ex-girlfriend you're you're texting the the boy that you like that even though you never had a conversation you want to show him or her or whatever situation some body parts you know you want to start doing things that maybe uh it's outside the realm of when you're not intoxicated but now you have a little bit of a liquid courage in you right and you start doing things that you wouldn't normally do and it's funny because people think that faith in action which is doing something you wouldn't normally do but with a sound mind with wisdom and clarity is boring but then you think getting drunk and belligerent and sending messages and sending inappropriate messages and talking to people with curse words and slurring and swaying everywhere that's appropriate think about that i mean that's not even in my notes guy that's something that god gave me right now isn't it crazy that we deem faith to be asinine and weird and almost alien and how to operate in it but we are so courageous so faithful so you know ready to jump off a cliff when it comes to what we do when we're intoxicated You have to start processing that because if your quote unquote faith only comes out when you're intoxicated, you got to start asking yourself, do you really personally know Jesus as both Savior and Lord, as King, as your best friend, as everything on the spectrum? And that's where I want to kind of wrap up this episode because I feel like drinking is just a a means to, to an end. I feel like it's just it helps us process certain things in certain seasons and it helps slow things down. Yes, of course. But. I want to share a story with you that uh really helped me um kind of put things into perspective when it came to drinking um i had a huge crossroads when i got married in 2019 to to answer a question my brother asked me aka my best man he said ken what do you want to do for your bachelor party and guys you all know listen if either you saw it in a movie aka the hangover either you heard it from a friend or it's just been like the tradition passed on from God knows when, when this started with men. But strip clubs, Vegas, Miami, you know, uh, drinking, um, poker, drugs, you name it, you can go reckless that day. Right. That's pretty much the consensus. That's pretty much the, the tradition. However, I felt in my heart to say if I've already turned away drinking and I really don't deem drinking to be fun or really part of my life and partying and all that kind of stuff, what can I do that's unique? And that's where it led me to answering my brother and saying you know what bry i love soccer i love sports how about we form a you know a full out soccer soccer game on a full field you know 22 players in all 11 on each side and with my closest friends and let's have a soccer match with jerseys and a ref and everything and honestly it worked out perfectly I'm, guys listen it's this could have been written as a book or like some little i don't know a mini series but it's crazy because we show up there, beautiful day. Um, everyone gets their jerseys, we take team pictures, we have a photographer. My father was the ref, we had some yellow cards, we had some dramatic uh, you know, comebacks, we had some good goals. And in the end, in overtime, I score the sudden, death, the sudden death goal. I mean, really, only God can mad out something like that. But we limit God so much when we just dive into the common thing. We limit God so much when we just no longer try to break the conformity of how the world thinks and enter into just, you know, whatever I wanna do. You know, what, what came from that was so beautiful because after we went to eat and, uh, you know, we had a good time talking there and everything, but then my friend Mel, who was invited, was on the, the opponents, uh, the other side, on the other team, he ends up getting married this past year in, in, in May, I believe, and he has a bachelor party, which he does the same thing. And they rent out a whole facility and it was great. It was a back and forth game, a lot of goals scored. Uh, thank God I was able to, to play a major part in that too. But we got jerseys, we had fun, no one got drunk, no one was plastered, no one was you know smoking in the parking lot. I mean, the, the, the reason why I'm sharing this is because sometimes to, to truly experience God you don't have to incorporate what you used to know and used to like and used to be passionate for. I believe the word says in 2 Corinthians 5:17 that the old has passed and the new is here, which means new ideas, new strategies, new ways to connect with God, new ways to not conform to just, you know, pornography, to 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 drinking, to to partying, you know, you're breaking free from that. You're no longer allowing these things to be a part of your life. I mean, for so long I thought masturbation was a great way to remove stress. I thought drinking was a good way to leave my household where when I came home every day, my parents talked about Jesus and God and salvation and hell and sin and, you know. And then even sometimes drugs, I experimented with relaced with weed sometimes or I did, you know, shrooms, um, things that I really, you know, I didn't really want to do. But because of my circle of influence, because of how my current state was inside, my low self-esteem, my desire to be popular, all those things, they influenced me to to pursue these things you know so the reason why these things are so hard to stay away from is because you view them not only as necessities but also as idols the word says one of the commandments not to have any idols before him and these things become idols they become our heroes think about it you know you you get a a a a case of beers you get a cooler for the beers you get you know some vodka bottles you get all these things you play beer pong i loved beer pong i mean you can ask my brother or people who knew me in the past beer pong was my thing but again like you know it didn't end there guys there were moments where i would get into fights over beer pong i broke my friend's shed during beer pong i won 250 bucks one time in, in beer pong i mean it's just unhealthy the way the gateway of it all just leads to so many things. And I know a lot of you are like, well, Ken, we're not that reckless. We just go have a glass of wine and we're fine. I feel like you're making this to be bigger than what it is. Listen, again, I'm fine with your decision. If You come home with your wife, your friend, and you guys just share a glass of wine or drink, do your thing. You want to get drunk, do your thing. But I want you to truly take this time to ask yourself the question, why do I need it? Is it because I've seen it my whole life? Is it because people have preached it and I've just kind of, you know, walked by it and it just started absorbing into my, my, my lifestyle? Why do I do it? And in the end, I think you'll find uh, a great answer. I think you'll find maybe it's the reason that's blocking you from getting to know Christ the more. Maybe you've incorporated drinking. I had a friend one time tell me every time I got frustrated, I would drink and then I would hear God clearly. It's okay, that might be the way you do it, but you do realize God's not asking you to destroy your liver and your kidneys just to have a conversation with you here he already destroyed his body, the son of his body dying on the cross so you can have a clear communication with him, and that's just facts that's the truth behind the gospel the good news so you know uh it this is all the challenge the way you've been living your life and pursuing what you deem to be important, and again, if you're drinking, I'm still your friend, I still love you, I still appreciate you but I really want you to start diving into this and doing some background work. Maybe there's a soul tie. Maybe there's a generational curse. Maybe someone in your family is an alcoholic and you don't understand why you spend so much money on getting drunk. You don't know. Maybe you're you're watching porn avidly. Maybe the drugs are just calling out to your name because of things that were never destroyed or or severed from you in your past. There's so much to this. But again, the answer is one and the answer is Jesus. That's what's going to get you to the other side. That's where the pursuit of actual joy, of actual, um, you know, peace inside, is going to give you something that none of these things can offer. And don't get me wrong. When I first had my encounter with, with Christ, there was things that I still liked to do. I still watched porn. I still wanted to have sex with girls. I still wanted to, um, you know, go out every now and then and, and 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 go crazy. But if you're already feeling a certain way about those things, why are you suppressing it? And guys, I'll tell you right now, I lost almost all my friends when I said no to this. And it's, again, nothing against them. This is not a, you know, an indictment towards them. This is just simply a truth that I wanted to share. This is simply where I had to make a decision. And honestly, um, now going on six years, uh, when the 14th comes, where I gave my life to Christ, I don't regret any of it. Uh, were there battles? Were there things that I wanted to backslide on? Of course. But... I am so free from that. And I'm so thankful that God called me and helped me. And the cool thing about this is that it's not about how good I am or how righteous I am. It's about how good he is. So to answer the question, or I guess the thing that I said in the beginning, you know, if I'm never going to live like Christ in his righteousness, why not just while out here? No, the reality is you do have his righteousness because he died for you. And you can live that through, not through your own strength, but through weakness, humility, and believing that you can do all things through his name. Amen. So I hope this episode helped you. I hope it inspired you to kind of do a little soul searching, maybe look up your upbringing, maybe look around who your friends are, maybe look around of why you want to escape life so much, why are you escaping your work, your family, and everything, which are things you should love. Um, you know, if, if you hate your job, then why are you allowing the hatred for your job to inspire you to destroy your body and leave your spirit almost malnourished? You know why are you allowing your family dynamic whether dysfunctional or not to lead you to go hit the bottle every single day or watch porn or do drugs I mean there are answers to these questions and I believe right now I'll wrap up with a prayer that if you're listening God wants to heal you from certain addictions and certain obsessions so let's do a prayer real quick Father I thank you so much for giving us this time um, giving us this fellowship to talk about uh, this topic that a lot of people maybe want some clarity on or have just been um, writhing in curiosity for quite some time i ask you right now in jesus name that the person listening to this whether they're dealing with pornography issues uh, drug issues alcohol issues or just a uh, lack of identity a uh, lack of purpose in their life that you would begin to let heaven just fill them in this moment fill them with what they need give them the security of the kingdom god when i felt your presence that one day Everything else no longer made sense and was even a priority to pursue. But Matthew 6.33 became a reality where it says, Seek first your kingdom and its righteousness, and all these things shall follow. In the end, God, I love the fact that you changed my perspective to look at heaven and the kingdom, and you even changed the things that I wanted to pursue and that that were going to pursue me. So God, today, change the hearts, impact the hearts. If the heart is hardened, if it's hurt from their parents, if it's hurt from their families, Bring peace, bring reconciliation, bring forgiveness, God. If alcohol is an addiction, Father, reveal it. Not just through, you know, what they feel right now, but God show them that their family has indulged, their friends have, uh, have subconsciously peer pressured them, and their escape from reality, this is one of the the, the routes, this is one of the alleyways that have really been um, a hindrance on them. I thank you for the healing. I thank you for the miraculous um, 180 that many people are going to experience in this episode. We just put your name all over this, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for the deliverance, for the healing. And in your mighty name we pray, amen. Well, guys, that wraps up episode one for the month of October when we're talking about drinking and partying and sex. And um, if you have further, further questions, if you want a little more clarity on what's taking place and why, um, I'm doing this again, feel free to reach reach out and send a message. But I hope this brought a little clarity. I hope it brought it brought you know a little more understanding to what you're going through. But again, these episodes are helping you to inspire you to make uh, a decision based on more research, more faith, more understanding, right? And uh, I hope when you go down that path, you find the real reasons as to why you indulge in these things. I love you guys, God bless you. Have an amazing day and I'll see you next Wednesday or hear from you or you'll hear me next Wednesday. Have a great day.